1: Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 88, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Today's guest says, be patient. Business doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't need to. Take one step at a time, be persistent, and you'll get there not always that easy joining me on today's show is leanne woff leanne is an award-winning online business manager a bookkeeper an avid business networker assistance junkie a digital lover and a mother of two sets of twins all under four who never fails at spilling her coffee on today's show leanne is going to share people always come first She lives and breathes this and she thinks that this is the way God feels. And she's noticed that a lot of her decisions are based on how people will be affected by them. She's also going to talk about be who you are and your people will find you. There is a lot of pressure, isn't there? Especially since social media exploded into the business world to be shiny, rich and famous. And she says, don't be your quirks and your uniqueness is what will draw people to you and the right people. So true. She also is going to talk about don't sweat the small stuff. As business owners, we tend to deal with what is right in front of us and if the smallest thing goes wrong, we panic. Instead, we should be focusing on the bigger picture and so much more she'll talk about today. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Hello. Can I just say when I was reading through that, you are a mother of two... Sets of twins, all under four. Ah, oh. yes, it's true. <laughs> and so, um, boys, girls, let let us know. What what did you have?
2: Okay, so I have two girls first up. So they've just turned five in the last couple of weeks. Yes, they're non-identical. And then I have two boys who wow. are two years old, yeah. also non-identical.
0: Wow, there you go. There's nothing like um, having a, a family of six or just having two lots of... I mean, I had three three little ones that were under five and that was just, let me just say, that really stretched stretched me to the back sometimes, but have, having little ones. <laughs> but they do grow up. They do grow up.
2: <laughs> there is hope.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And they do grow quickly. And you'll look back um, at the times uh, with with absolute favour. So you are an award winning online business manager and bookkeeper. You know, I always love uh, it when I speak to uh, business owners who love the book you know the bookkeeping end of things, the running of the financials, because so many other business owners hate it. It's an area that keeps them stuck and and really. When we're thinking about our business we can be worried or well, not worried but we can really focus on the marketing the networking the relationships that we're building in the customer relationships but it's often the not the neglect but the not really knowing how to read our profit and loss and how to to manage our figures and make decisions on that that really, I think, lets a lot of businesses down. And I think statistics show that here in Australia, there's a lot of women in business, particularly, that because they don't really understand the numbers, some of the decisions that they're making in their business is not in their best interest. Have you found that too with the clients that you deal with?
2: Oh, absolutely, Anne-Marie. Um, a big thing I find too with bookkeepers is we are very interested in accuracy and we're interested in detail and sometimes we get a little lost with that in ourselves i find that bookkeepers can be a little bit inside their shell and they don't communicate maybe as well as they should yes so i've made it a real point in my business to educate my clients mm. and really we have a monthly meeting where we walk through those reports and explain what these numbers mean and Uh, What is the trend? Are we doing better? Are we doing worse? What are Mm. we trying to achieve? And something that I've also noticed is I'll be going through someone's books and I'll notice, oh, we're paying for this software and we're also paying for this software. And I happen to know that they do the same thing. Mm. So sometimes we get caught up as business owners in what's shiny or we just get caught up in a really great sales page and we Mm. buy, buy, buy. But we never see it all added together to see all those little costs in one lump sum. And we kind of forget to step back and analyze that. Yes. Um, and I find that that's somewhere business owners get caught too. And unless they have somebody that's sort of on the outside to go, hang on a second, what's happening here? Maybe mm. we can try it this way. They'll never really notice that. I'll just keep going and try and keep it in every day, keep the sales in. Um, and try to keep the business running well. Yeah, and I think
0: it's one of those things. There's just two things, the commonalities that I see. The re- one, you know, is the reasons why. Number one, we don't really want to to share that we don't know, and so it's like get over ourselves. If we don't know something, ask because you know there's no shame. You know, and, and there's leaders in our business. We don't. We're not expected to know everything. But secondly, mm-hmm. too, it's one of those things. We don't know what we don't yet know. But we figure, my background, by the way, if I go prior to the to the career coaching and, and uh, mm-hmm. consultancy i actually started off as an office manager and then developed into bookkeeping and did studies and so forth but there's there's real um The figures can be really interesting when you know what they're showing you and things such as what's profitable in your business, what's not so profitable, how can you, um, as you said, gave a great example about um, being able to minimize costs, things that we might be paying for that we don't necessarily do. What would you say and maybe and why I'm asking this is because I want to empower Christian business owners if they don't yet geek out on numbers but specifically what should we be keeping an eye at and learning more about in our business when it comes to our figures so that we can continue to make better decisions as we're growing our kingdom businesses? What are some of the things that you share with your clients that has now empowered them to become more familiar with what's going on from a finance point of view, the numbers point of view?
2: Okay, so some things that you really want to watch out for, uh, as you said, is keeping your expenses minimized. Mm. So trying to just bring in the things that you really need. And also your sales, watching where your sales are at, and making sure that they're increasing, because I guarantee you, your expenses will increase as you grow. And you're wanting your sales Mm. to more than keep up with that. and also a lot of business owners get caught in the, okay, this is how, how much my sales are, so I'm going to take this much for myself and then that should be fine. Yeah. But they don't add in how much their expenses are actually contributing to that. Yes. So then they end up sort of in negative because they haven't quite worked it out properly. So my biggest piece of advice is get a bookkeeper to teach you how mm. to understand your reports. Yeah. You might be able to navigate accounting software fine on your own or get some training to do that. Mm-hmm. But unless you can understand at least the three main reports, your balance sheet, your profit and loss, and your cash flow statement, mm. you're not going to really understand what they're trying to tell you. And those three three reports together will keep you on track. And as long as you check in with those every couple of weeks or once a month, you'll, you'll be able to see, okay, this expense was higher this month than last month. Why is that? Is there something I can do to keep that down? Or, you know, last month we had a really big sales month. What was it that spurred that on? Can I keep that going? And it's things like that, and also looking at trends in your business. A lot of businesses at Christmas time either do two things: they get lots of sales in, or everything slows right down. Mm -hmm. And the only there's a lot of the time there's not a lot that you can do to control that, but you can anticipate it. So if you know over a twelve month plan okay these are our busy times and these are our lower times you can plan for it and so that you don't get to that point and you're really really stressed or that you go and buy an extra piece of equipment because you're excited because you have extra sales and it's more about keeping the flow nice and steady.
0: Mm, Such great great points there I remember when I was still in my full time job that was before I left and started the entrepreneurialship journey it was many decades ago. I worked for um, a company that manufactured, shade, you know, shade shade sales. <laughs> Bit of a tongue twister. This is the fourth or fifth show I've done today, but it was interesting because we started to develop um, the smaller gazebos, and I remember there was a costing manager who costed them out. And it wasn't until we were two or three months into production that uh, the accountant came up to me and said, "I just want you to run through the figures again, just to make sure that what the profit that we're making." And so every step of the way, every every hook, every seam, you know, all of that was factored in. And I even yeah. um, spoke to. Uh, the staff out out in the factory who were sewing them, you know, how long does it take you approximately to sew this and so forth? So every step of the way was costed, you know, from materials Mm. and labour. And when we added it all up, we were actually charging it out for less than what it was actually costing us. And that's what you were saying. When we don't know the cost of production, particularly for those of us who are selling products, Mm. Um, then we, we need to understand that. But also too, for service-based, how often, I'm sure you you see this all the time, Leanne, is we don't value our time. And so when we put a dollar value to that, and we need to in, in business, we, we may be doing it because we love it and you know we're, we're contributing mm. to the kingdom, but at the end of the day, you wanna make sure that what you're charging is really paying you what you're worth. And so often we'll spend way more time and when we actually see, you know, black and white figures, it can really have us think, wow, okay, we really need to to keep an eye on that. So great, great strategies. Just before we start to then talk into the, the points, are there some other things that you see as businesses when it comes to their figures that you really, you know, say to them, be informed? get behind this, learn this, because you, you can see a significant difference in how businesses continue to grow once they really understand some of these key aspects in their figures.
2: Um, The biggest thing is probably, well, as you mentioned, your your cost of goods and that is when you have your top level revenue I sell this item for $50 Mm. and then your cost of goods is how much you pay out just to produce that it costs me $30 in materials it costs me $10 in um, staff time whatever it might be Mm. And then what's left over? Your expenses also have to come out of that again. So it's like a twofold process. A lot of the time business owners are very good at working out their cost of goods and they're okay yeah so it will cost me about this much to produce it I'll sell it for this much and then that's fine but they don't do the second step mm-hmm. and that's where things get dangerous yeah another point that I always say to people is add in a buffer whether you are a product-based business or you are a service-based business mm-hmm. add in a buffer at the end of the day you would rather not get a job or not sell that product over underselling it, mm-hmm. undercharging, and then losing money. You're actually, yes. it doesn't help your revenue if it's costing you more to do it, as you said. Yeah. Um, so I always say to people, yeah, add a 10% offer in. Whatever you think would just make it a little bit comfortable so if there's mm-hmm. a slight hitch or you've forgotten to add a tiny thing in, it's still covered and you're still making money. Yeah, because absolutely. at the end of the day, if you know your value and you know what you're selling, people will pay the little bit extra to have a product or a service that is refined that is well delivered Mm. with a calm business owner over somebody that's constantly stressed because they're not quite sure they're even going to make
0: money yeah so so true and we know uh, the 80 20 rule and often when we look at that we know the cost of goods and how much effort and time Mm. that we need to put into it to sell that often and you probably have examples of this too uh, we realize wow this is our best selling product, it almost flies off the shelf, same with the service, same thing, yet we're spending far more time and energy into trying to sell this product where the margin is really low. We should change our focus and those are the kind of decisions we can make in our business, can't we, when we understand the uh, the figures. I love this topic, thank you for um, diving <laughs> into that. So important guys You really, and girls, you really needed to know that. Let's talk about people always coming first. It's so true, isn't it? People, particularly as Christian business owners, the relationships we have with people will continue to shine the light, you know, even if we're dealing with people who are customers who may not know Jesus. Speak a bit more about this.
2: Anne Marie, I could talk to you for a month about this. (laughs) I—it's actually something that I've only noticed is woven through my life, sort of Mm. over the past two years, and that is mainly in noticing that other people aren't the same. This Mm. is something that is very unique to me, um, as meaning that it is very big. It is very big to me. It's Mm. very important. I will always make a decision that is based on a person rather than a thing or a financial dollar. And sometimes it doesn't appear the most logical to the outside world. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at buying a product, there'll be a cheaper version or a more expensive version. But if the cheaper version I know is um, by a really large company or an overseas company or something, and I know it's not going to have a very big impact on that company for me to go and buy it, But then the dearer one is a small service-based business that is really going to, it's going to have an impact to that person if I purchase it from them. I will always purchase it from them. And the outside sees, well, why would you pay more money Mm. for the same thing? Like, if you can get it cheaper, get it cheaper. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I would rather support another human. Mm. And that weaves through to my relationships with my friends, my family. If something that I'm going to do is going to have a an effect on another human, I will always try and do the right thing in that situation, even if it doesn't make sense in other ways. I would rather change that person's life in a small way or indicate that they're important and they're appreciated um, even if it doesn't make sense in other ways. And I know 100% that if I do support other people, God will bless me later. Yes. If I am spending more money um, and avoiding the cheaper option, God will make up for that. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're right, I'm sowing a seed. So mm. I'm letting that person know there is no particular reason that I should love you. I don't really know you all of that well. but I'm still going to do this for you. Mm. And they get to know me and they see they see that kindness and that appreciation and that care from from, you know, sometimes a stranger yes. and it sparks something in them. Yeah. And it's it is planting mm. the seed. I don't know what God will do with that later. Mm. But I think that's how God feels about us. He sees us and we are the most precious, the most important. And it's my way of sort of replicating that. Yeah,
0: I love that. And you know, what it, What you're really showcasing too in, in, in the testimony that you're sharing is that this is such a core value for you and you're living and you're breathing that and it's coming out in, in how you, um, your interactions, the decisions, and um, it's important, I think, to really realize that. And also too, it gives you opportunity down the track when people, why are you so nice? You know, it will often yes. spark that conversation. And it's in that, not necessarily the words, but just in your actions and your interactions mm. that can make a huge impact. In the lives of others and you know I think when you're thinking about um, the experience that you want to create in your business and obviously that's your reputation you'll be surprised Leanne sadly too that there are so many businesses not necessarily Christian businesses but just some colleagues that I get feedback they are often surprised when I do something that I say that I'm going to do and it's like I mm. said And, you know, this kind of thing can make the difference by being the difference and just saying uh, what it is, committing to to what you say you're going to do and to put people first. And if you think that that can make a huge difference in the kingdom, then uh, I think, yeah, fantastic. So thank you for sharing that and reminding us of uh, how important that is. Let's talk about being who we are and people will find you. As you said um, in in the the content that you shared and I mentioned in the introduction, we can often get discouraged and uh, distracted by what we see online. but it's such a reminder to to really focus on being the best that we can be and who God created us to be. So speak a little bit about this because I sure I'm sure this is going to impact many people.
2: Yeah, so a lot around this is the fact that. I'm a mum and I'm in business and I have very little children. Mm. And when I was first starting my business, I got a few responses that were a bit doubtful in my ability. Well, if you have school children, how can you perform a service and how can you commit your time and your quality to me if you've got little kids around? Mm. And what they didn't know is that I don't work if my kids are here in general, I put my kids in childcare or Mm -hmm. I work at a time when they're not around because I do want to provide that quality service. Mm -hmm. And so for a little while I started not to really promote that fact. It wouldn't be something that I just spoke about boldly Yeah. until somebody said to me, well, that's not really correct because that's not who you are and those kids are a big part of your life and it actually doesn't detract from what you do it adds to it because you manage two sets of twins under five and a business and a household and you do this and you do that and somebody that it ha- takes a certain type of person to be able to do that oh yeah and people that no one appreciate that it's going to be a value add not one that detracts and if it is one that detracts you don't really want to work with those people yes anyway i love that and mm. yeah um and it's true god put me in this situation and god gave me the qualities that i need to survive in business mm-hmm. and i also find that With social media and with everything just in front of your face all the time, it's easy to scroll through Facebook or even LinkedIn and see everybody's success. But what I have found just observing the world is that people more often connect with you better if you share something that you find hard Mm. because people feel that pressure and they feel the need to be perfect and they see everyone else has got it all together. But if you share that little, I'm finding this hard today, mm-hmm. it makes them feel like they are not the only one. They're allowed to struggle. This is life. It's not It's not easy. And even if you have a plan perfectly, how often do your plans go 100%? And it just, it makes you It makes you more real Mm. and people see that and value that and then they will start interacting with you just because you've been open and honest. Yes.
0: I think that's just so important and I love that uh, someone has spoken uh, to you and shared that because I think it's so true. I mean, often as business owners, we and Christian business owners too, we can look at um, the message that we're sharing and try to be all things to all people, yet as a business owner we need to realize we don't want to deal with all people we and we've been taught you know in marketing and we know this that we have to carve out a certain niche there's some clients that we know that we do our best work with and that's one of the things that i made a decision um, beginning of this year that i was going to be far more open about my christianity because it is a huge part mm-hmm. of me and yeah. there's going to be some people that go You know, and look, I'm okay with that. I'm still the same person. Um... You know, and I think we need to give ourselves permission to do that so that, as you said, your people will find you, the people who resonate with you. I mean, as I was reading um, your bio, I was going, wow, you must have fantastic management skills um, because I know what it's like to juggle a family, young children, and a lot of other commitments as well. And, um, you know, the people that resonate with that message and know and understand that, they're the people that will say, you know what, if you can do that, then I want you to look after my stuff because I know that in a crisis, you're just going to and just do what you need to do because that's what we do as as mums, don't we? When when things are happening and the kids are screaming, <laughs> yeah. we just have to just focus and do what uh, is in front of us. So thank you uh, for, for sharing that. Let's talk about not sweating the small stuff because that can be harder to do and easy to, to say. How has that played out for you and your business and maybe even your life as as you're balancing and juggling family and business?
2: Yeah. Oh, this is definitely 100% easier said than done. Mm. And that's why I put it in there. I actually find this difficult to do and I force myself Mm -hmm. to try and think this way, to not sweat these small things. But it can be hard and it's hard because we're attached These are our businesses that we've created or our lives that we've created, we've constructed carefully that we want to succeed and blossom. And so every small thing, you kind of turn into that helicopter parent and you're like, oh, how can I manage this so that it goes well? And this person is unhappy. How do I solve that right now? Somebody has emailed me at 10 o'clock at night. Maybe I'll just quickly reply because then they're obviously there and they're waiting for a reply. Mm. This is what I have noticed. There will always be something. Mm -hmm. There will always be something that you could put in a little more time into or a little more effort or that you could perfect a little bit more. Another customer that you could have another chat with, it's Mm never-ending. And a lot of the time we get stuck in, oh, if I just fix this, if I just do this, then everything will be fine. But I find there's always another thing. There's always another thing coming, whether that's to make something better or whether that's to solve a problem. And the only way you're going to get through it happily is if you take what you need as well. Mm. And if you're constantly stressed about all of those things, that's what your business and your world becomes. It becomes stress. Whereas if we try and minimize that and whether that is just blocking out time of, okay, this is when I work, this is when I have family time, this is when I have me time and trying our best to stick to that. I know that sometimes it won't always happen exactly like that, Mm. but if we try and do that, then you are going to achieve that balance a bit better. And something I definitely do when things just get too overwhelming or too hard is I turn to God and I say, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Like there, There is no more left of me. I have no more time or I have no solution to this. And I literally say, God, you know, you say that you, you walk next to me and that you carry me through. Well, I need you to carry me through. I need you to work this out for me. Mm -hmm. And every single time I have done that and literally said, God, it's your turn. You can have control. I don't need to control it. Mm -hmm. Do what you're going to do and I'll be amazed at whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And he will. He'll come up with a solution that I will never have thought. And it all of a sudden becomes easier. And it didn't take all of my time or all of my stress or any of that to get through it. It just took God and for me to let go. Yes
0: wise wise insights there and such a great reminder and a great reminder too particularly for those of um, you know people who are watching and listening who do have little ones um, is to recognize that it's so important I think as parents and particularly women we need to take time out for ourselves to rest and recuperate because as we are refreshing it means that we can give give to our children, give to our business, our our clients. And often what I see, particularly with real heart-centered, people-centered people, uh, people, we can often put ourselves last. And so Mm. that's not good because, you know, if we are stretched too thin, not getting enough sleep, not getting enough rest, because we are running around taking care of everyone else's needs before our own, that can cause illness as well. And our bodies will get to the stage where it goes, that's it, I have to take a rest and I'll you know, we get sick or something like that. So it's such an important reminder to take rest, to have that balance, to ask for help, but more importantly, to bring it to prayer if there's um, things that you just you know, cannot handle uh, on your own. Leanne, how can people find out more about uh, the work that you do and how you work? Because I know that there are so many people who are stressed in business, who are trying to do their books. It takes them way longer to do than what it would would take you to do. And often clients that I've worked with, when they've gotten a bookkeeper, they go, I wish I had done this years ago. So how can people find out more about you and the work you do?
2: So there's a few ways. People can head over to my website. Um, my business is called Virtual Infinity. So if you Google that or you Google Leanne Woff, it will come up. It's virtualinfinity.com.au. Yes. Um, and then all my links are on there. So you can find me in Facebook. You can give me a phone call. You can flick me an email. I'm always happy to talk to people, even if you don't quite know how a bookkeeper can help you or if you just want some education so that you can keep doing it but you know that you're looking at the right thing or you've got the best most efficient way to do it i'm more than happy to work on things like that with you a lot of people think oh if i get a bookkeeper it's going to cost me you know 20 hours a week of someone's time or whatever it might be and it's really not when you look at it um so it's it's a matter of finding the right solution for you and yeah to be honest a phone call or a cup of coffee is the best way to work
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things, isn't it? You don't know what you don't know. So a conversation to be able to see where everyone is at. Uh, and the best way forward and uh, often I hear feedback where oh, it used to take me hours my bookkeeper came in and it was done within you know like only an hour and a half or whatever it was because they're experts in that area and it takes them not long to, to finalize everything and that we should not be doing in stretching ourselves so thin and doing everything in our business ourselves particularly if it's something that we struggle in. That's a lesson I've learned uh, myself. And I tell you what, when you do have a solid team behind you, it's the best thing ever to know that things are getting managed so that you can focus on the things that uh, you need to do and that you do best in your business. Leanne, one of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests as we finish up the show is just to say a word of prayer. May I say that one for you as well?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Leanne and be reminded that whilst we are growing Kingdom businesses, it is so important to have an understanding and have someone on our team that can help us manage our books and and manage our finances. Father, I just want to hold and uphold Leanne and her family and their little ones in prayer. It can be difficult sometimes juggling uh, young children and a business, but we just want to, to pray for Leanne and her family and... Um, continue lord to to bless her her children and the business that she is creating we ask this in jesus name amen
2: amen thank, thank you, you so
0: much and all the very best uh, my youngest is 22 so it's been some years but yeah we i as i said i had three uh under the age of of five and it uh was certainly um, a learning experience, let's just say it, put it that way. (laughs) But it can be done. You know, as women, we we will often find ways and means and uh, doing that and and having both business and a family as well. So thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your testimony with us today. Thank you for having
2: me. It was lovely speaking to you.
1: You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneur's Podcast, brought to you by Movement.com. changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com.